0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. This is our preview. We got another preview because it's a Thursday night game. Tonight, between the Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with Tom Brady, who we will hear from in this episode. This is an interesting matchup. The first thing that you need to know about this game is that there's a ton of injuries on the Tampa Bay side. O.J. Howard, who is having an incredible season so far and was starting to mesh with Tom Brady, he's gone for the season, so the Bears don't have to worry about him. There are some ramifications to that. I think that this is a game where Rob Gronkowski gets to be featured, and we're going to find out if there's actually anything left in the tank for Gronk because early on, it has not looked that way. Cameron Bray also is a a guy that I I fear in this game. Tom likes to go to his, his tight ends. He likes to give them an opportunity to make plays versus mismatches, and both of those guys are capable of of mismatching against the, the Bears' defense, and it's going to be interesting to see what the Bears do. We have seen so far Danny Trevathan not play the bulk of the snaps. And Deion Bush got hurt late in the game last week. And I wonder what that does to to change the way that Chuck Pagano is going to deploy the defense. Like, what formations are we going to see with them? So that's one aspect of it. The other injuries, Mike Evans was listed as questionable for this game. Chris Godwin's hurt. They've got a lot of guys that are hurt. Leonard Fournette is hurt for them, although Ronald Jones has played really well for the Buccaneers. And Tom Brady had said this week that he thought that the thing that was making Jones really good was him being decisive, him understanding what he needs to do and being decisive. So that's that's a major part of this game. The other part of this game that I think is important is whether or not the Bears can get pressure against Tom Brady. The offensive line for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has done really well so far. They, the offense itself has done a good job so far. Here's what Tom Brady had to say about that when he was talking yesterday about what his offense and his team can do.
2: Well, I think you know every game starts with offensive line and what they, what, what they do and how they handle their business. And Ryan Cap, uh, Allie, Donnie, and Tristan have just done a great job. Goody's a great line coach. Um, you know, those guys are so coordinated, and they're playing so well together. Their communication's really good. They're tough. They really set the tempo. And we got off to a really good start in the run game. Uh, You know, that first drive was was really good. And it's got to be more of that, too, as we move forward, because. You know, when you're really good in the run game, it just sets up more opportunity in the pass game. And when you do on the pass game, it just sets up more opportunity in the run game. And The problem is, if you struggle in one area, it just forces you actually into the other area, which makes it even harder. So, you know, if you're struggling running the ball, then, you know, they're going to try to make you one dimensional and throw it, which makes it very hard to do that. So being able to being able to play on our terms. Like we did for a you know whatever the first drive, and then even later in the game, we didn't experience much in the middle part of that game. But that's really where you want to be playing football is you got to try to get a lead, play from ahead, play on your terms. You got everything at your disposal, and uh, the guys up front really set the tone. So I love the way they're playing. You know, it's there's a great group of guys, a hardworking group of guys, and we're just going to keep grinding together and see if we can continue to make improvements.
1: Last week, Brady had his best game as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Threw five touchdowns, 360-something yards in the air. They were able to run the ball. Ronald Jones had over 100 yards. It was the best offensive game that they've put together. They were getting behind the Chargers' defense. Tom was hitting and connecting on the deep ball, and that is because he had clean pockets to throw from. And it's going to be up to Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks especially. I, I, I feel like this is one of those games where Akeem Hicks becomes incredibly important. To collapse the pocket from the middle. Don't give Brady an opportunity to step up. See if you can get him to move laterally and move hopefully into Robert Quinn or Khalil Mack. The Bears can't mess around either when it comes to if you get an opportunity to pick off Brady do it and yeah he's been susceptible to pick sixes and that was early in 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 the season it's still out there for Kyle Fuller for Jalen Johnson so make sure you're paying attention but understand that this is a quarterback that can play games with his eyes that he's still a master at that aspect of it even if you think that he is diminished a little bit physically so keep it in mind, it's the matchup where if I think if the Bears are going to win, it's because they have controlled the line of scrimmage on defense that they've made Brady uncomfortable. And then they could maybe take the ball away. That to me is really, really important. Let's flip it over a little bit. Let's talk about the Bears' offense. We saw the Bears offense stall until they went into prevent. You saw the Bears with only three points. They get a late touchdown from Allen Robinson, but the offense still looks clunky. Their run game was really bad, where they're only averaging 2.7 yards per carry. Here's what Matt Nagy had to say about the struggles that the run game had.
3: Well, I just feel like I I know where our guys are at. Our offensive linemen, they're working so well together right now. Um, Coach Juan and Donnie really got these guys uh, lasered in, they're working hard, Not, you know, it's, it's for us. I, I, I hope it's just one of those games where you just feel like, you know, that, that defensive line, um, they, and some of the things that they were doing. And, but at the same time, I, I, I just, I trust our guys. I really do. I really trust our guys. I trust our scheme. I trust David. I trust our running backs for Daryl, uh, you know, Ryan, all these guys. And so we just gotta, we gotta stay, stay with it. We can't get caught off guard and all of a sudden try to be one dimensional. And, and that's, that's my job. And then when, when teams know that you're going to run the football, are you able to run the football, right? And so um, if you can do that, then you're going to be a pretty good football team because now what happens is it's beautiful because it sets up play actions and now guys are open because linebackers are trying to fly and stop the run. It sets up screens because now, um, you know, the, the d line's rushing up field, and it just makes things a lot easier. It, I love going second and two. I don't think there was a lot of second and twos yesterday. A lot of 2nd and 8s, a lot of 2nd and 9s, a couple 2nd and 19s. So that first down for us moving forward has to be better. And, and I have all the faith in the world and our guys that they'll do that. And, and we'll, we'll get an opportunity on Thursday.
1: So it becomes incumbent upon the Bears offense to not get behind the sticks, to not have those negative plays. What's really scary is if you go back and watch that game, the Colts were getting into the backfield pretty quickly it was a hard day for David Montgomery and the Bears' running game, partially because every time they got the ball, and it didn't matter what the formation was, whether they were getting it out of the gun or if they were getting it out of Foles being under center, you were seeing the Bears' offensive linemen push one or two yards back, the line of scrimmage being reestablished behind the actual line of scrimmage. And that is, is not good for what your run game can do. The Bears' run game over the last two weeks, and the Atlanta thing I kind of take with a grain of salt, there's been a decline in it. And if they're going to control the game offensively, it's by not having those negative plays. But here's the weird thing. I don't want them to give up on the run. It's so interesting. There was something that Tom Brady said where he was talking about why offenses... Why the run game is so important is because it opens up everything for the pass and vice versa. And that if you can't do one of the elements of your game, you become so much easier to defend. It's simple. It's football one-on-one stuff. But acknowledging the balance that has to happen for an offense to function the Bears are are right there. Like they need to make sure that that they that their play action game works because they are willing to run the ball. And they're successful at it. There's got to be some success at it to, to keep the defense from getting super aggressive when they know that they're putting you in passing downs or in passing situations. Nick Foles got his first opportunity to take over this offense. And it was clunky, it was disjointed, there were misplays. There, there were passes that if Mitch Trubisky would have thrown them, people would have lost their minds, where he's missing guys that are open by five yards down the field. They've got to win on some of those plays, especially against Tampa Bay. Here's what Foles said about the offense and why he expects the offense to be better.
4: I think experience um, every day uh, we have working together is an opportunity to, you know, grow and get to know each other. Obviously, we've known each other for a long time, but that was his, you know, first time calling a game for me ever. And it takes time to, uh, you know, build that relationship on the field. And obviously, being with, you know, new players, new, new place, uh, I think that's what it means with calibrate. But, you know, every day is an opportunity to get better and better and better, and then we get more and more comfortable on the field. Um, and the big thing is just execution. And especially, you know, in key times, third down, red zone, stuff like that. And that's what we work on every single day. And, um, you know, obviously, there's a sense of urgency to get to where we want to be. Um, but that's what we're doing right now. We're getting ready for our practice, and we just continue to improve. Dion
0: Miller.
5: Nick, starting with uh, a game with no fans in the stands and trying to create that energy, how how do you do that? How do you make it for yourselves when the normal pregame buzz isn't there? Yeah,
4: I mean, it's definitely, yeah, I mean, it's different. definitely different than normal. Uh, I would say it's really just focusing in on the play, focusing in on the game. Um, a lot of times when you're in the game, obviously, you can hear the fans and feel the energy, but. You do your best to block out the surrounding noise, just to hone in on the field, and hone in on your guys, and hone in on the defense. So, uh, in that aspect, um, you know, not too crazy, but I think the energy comes from the sidelines, your teammates, your coaches, and going out there and making plays for one another and executing the plays. That's where the energy comes from.
1: Hey Nick, to go back to the the calibrating and what, what you said, the, the sense of urgency to to get it done, like what. What type of pressure kind of comes with that, that, that sense of urgency? I, I know it's a long season, but every week still feels so important in the NFL. Like how does, the, the like describe the sense, of, uh, the sense of pressure that comes with that sense of
0: urgency?
4: I mean, as a player, you always want to go out there and, you know, execute perfectly every time. And it's never been done in the history of the game. So I think the big thing is, Um, Instead, it's really easy as a person to think, like, big picture the whole season, uh, many games down the road, all those different things, but all that does is cause anxiety and can overwhelm you, and then what good does that do you? And it goes back to what I originally said. I know that, and so I keep it simple. Um, Every day is another day to improve Um, with the calibration. I mean, reps getting out there and playing with new people uh, there's there's a, there's something special about when you get to be in the same place with the same guys for a long time because you just, you build that chemistry and you can adapt. And right now we're building that with everyone here. Um, but the big thing that I've learned is when all those distractions come in my mind, which they do just like everyone else, I say that doesn't help me at all. All that can help me right now is if I hone in on this moment right now. And it alleviates all those anxieties and stressors that we all as human beings experience, even if we don't talk about them, we do. And we as professional athletes experience them just as much. Uh, so that's really that's really helped me throughout my career and in life situations as well. Your head coach used the word miscommunications to, to describe what went wrong on a few individual plays against Indianapolis. Do you, do you agree with that? And is that a product of you still getting down the chemistry with your receivers? Like, why does miscommunication occur? I think the big, you know, they're there in every single game, there'll be some sort of miscommunication as part of a game. You're playing against a defense that is talented. Um, and there might be a play that you're not on the same page. And that's where the growth aspect starts. So I think what he means by that is it goes back to execution. Were there times where we could have executed better um, in all areas? Absolutely. And that's part of the game. And I'll say it over again, we have a really great locker room of guys that uh, wants to get better, wants to improve, uh, can endure the... You, you hate losing. Um, it sucks. But at the same time, have the our locker room has the ability to get back out there, get to work, and have a really efficient work day to improve on those things so the miscommunications, um, the ones that we've had, don't happen again. Because, I mean, it, throughout the course of the game, something's going to happen. And you can't let that play defeat the next one. And um, I think the big thing is... W- as a team, we're going to continue to fight and continue to finish every ball game. And I think we've shown that now we just got to put it together and put together a complete game on all phases.
1: He's right. I I hope that his optimism is warranted and that we see a better version of him and the Bears offense. Because if we do, I think that gives them a, a much better chance to win. But that Tampa defense gets after you. And here's the scary. The the number four yards per attempt, you want that number to be around eight. The Bears were under six yards per attempt with Nick Foles. And now you have the added pressure, both figuratively and literally, of what Tampa Bay's defense does. They stop the run. They do a good job of stopping the run. They do a good job of getting after. You can make some plays in, in the pass game. That's... That's why the deep ball thing last week is really troublesome going into this game. If you go back and watch the the Chargers-Bucks game, you'll see that they were able to get receivers behind the Tampa Bay defense. This defense takes risk, and if you're a risk-taking defense, you can be had. So it's going to be up to the Bears to to make them pay. Nick Foles is going to have to make some throws under pressure, and the offensive line, and especially Charles Leno, is going to have to do a better job – of containing pass rushers. Got to give Foles a little bit more time to make plays. Bruce Arians loves this style of defense that Todd Bowles is calling. He's all about it. This is what they do. They like being able to put pressure on quarterbacks and try to make them make mistakes.
5: I think it's still the style of defense you want to play, and a lot of it's the players you have. Uh, I think this group of players that we have right now could play a multiple different type styles of defense. Uh, so it's just, I think it's prefer your preference and what style of defense you want to play and then matching your players uh, and then what players you have matching your defense to.
0: And, and there are only a few guys left from that game, but what makes this system that you have now work so well for, for your players, including guys like Levante David, who were there then and, and played in that system too.
5: Well, yeah, I think Levante can play in any defense you want to draw up. He's a great football player. So it's just, it's not really a scheme fit. I mean, he he fits everything. Uh, and and I think when, you, when you're when you drafting and, and getting free agents, it's it's more just getting football players, find out what they can do. Todd does a great job of putting them in position, uh, whether we're in a 4-3, four, 3-4, three, three, four, it's just schematics because we play them all. And just putting a guy in position to whip his guy one-on-one and make a play.
1: So which defense is going to be able to do that? Which defense is going to be able to get after the passer well enough? The Bears are one of the best in pass defense. They've allowed quarterbacks a rating of 74.4. And a completion rate, which is number one. Passers against the Bears have only completed 56% of their passes. So there are some things that are in the favor of the Bears. But is their defense or Tampa's defense going to be the one that puts the pressure on the quarterback? Nick Foles and Tom Brady have faced off before. Nick Foles beat him in the Super Bowl. He won Super Bowl MVP. If you think that Tom Brady isn't thinking about that, you're crazy because he is like he, he is will take any edge that he can get to get himself ready for a game. The special teams might play a role in this game, too. The Bears are trying out kickers this week, which makes me really nervous, really nervous that they don't like what they're seeing from Cairo Santos and that Eddie Pinheiro still isn't healthy and ready to go. So keep that in mind while you're watching. There's a lot here. This is a uh, this is a got to have a game for the Bears, in my opinion. It's gonna feel awful to wait eleven days to play again if you've lost two games in a row, and there's gonna be a lot of questions that need to be answered. I'll have a post game pod on House of L. That's where we do it. Please subscribe to House of L. Like you've done with this podcast, give it five star rating, all that good stuff. Bears Buccaneers. I'm excited for the game. I want to see it. I know that you do too, and we'll talk about it Friday on the Score at noon. And I'll have a post game up on House of L. I I appreciate you listening.